This is Cody Daigle-Oriens, and you're listening to Bearded Fruits, The Queer Ten. One queer voice, ten questions. That's The Queer Ten. Everyone's life story is important, and we're happy to share all of those stories through The Queer Ten Project. So you don't have to be an artist, an activist, or a celebrity. Because we think you count. Your lived experience matters. And we believe we're stronger when all of our voices are raised. To participate in the Queer 10, just email us at beardedfruitpodcast at gmail.com or visit the Queer 10 page at beardedfruit.com. Now, on with this week's The Queer 10. Uh, my name is Jordan Black, and I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background, so like where you grew up and what that world was like. Um, okay, so I'm, I live in Toronto now. I've lived here on and off for the last six, seven years. But I grew up in Pickering, which is a small suburb outside of Toronto. It's about a 30-minute drive off the highway. So it's called the GTA, which is the Greater Toronto Area. Mm-hmm. So I grew up I got very lucky. I was very, very fortunate to live like a 30 minute train ride away from like downtown Toronto in, you know, in a suburb. So I kind of had the best of both worlds. It was pretty cool. So yeah, I grew up there. Uh, I lived in Scarborough, which is like the equivalent of like living in Brooklyn of New York City for the last five, six years. And then I moved out a year and a bit ago and I live in like North Toronto now. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, so I was about like your the when I knew moment or the like the experience that you, like where you first connected that uh, connected to queerness in you. Uh, what was that moment like, or what was it? Okay, well for me, I mean, I I think it was, you know, I think I was in grade eight at the skate park. I didn't really think about sex or or men or women or any or anybody. You know, I didn't think about anything. I just really was into music and skateboarding, so I kind of occupied my time, took up a lot of whatever. And I, I don't think I hit puberty late, but I think I hit it a little later than everyone else. Um, and so I think it was maybe like grade seven or eight, I'd be at the skate park, and there was this girl that everyone thought was so hot. And, you know, and, and she, would, she would just go to the skate park and make it with guys all day. And, you know, and all these guys thought it was so hot, and I was like, because she likes skateboarders. And I was like... Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, like she's attractive, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. And one day I actually like, she came over to like make out with me because she was like dared to, because I was listening to music or something, like a walkman while skateboarding. And uh-huh. I fully ran away. Like I fully ran so far. And like, I don't think anyone ever talked about it. I mean, I hope not, but I mean, it doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, yeah, I totally ran away. And I think that's what I kind of knew. I was like, why didn't I want to make out with her? Like, that's so weird. Like, what the hell's wrong with me kind of thing. And then, you know, the same year, uh, you know, I actually thought about that, like that experience for a long time. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? But I had this teacher, I'm not going to ever name, but he was a guy. And for some reason, I was just infatuated with him. And I have absolutely no idea why, but I just, mm-hmm. everything about him, he, he wasn't, he wasn't even a looker, like, or... I wouldn't even I wouldn't even think about him now. Like I even think twice about him. But yeah. back then, when I was like 13 years old, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, so and so is 
and then I don't know. I kind of like just realized, well, like why the fuck do I have this like, infatuation with a guy? And then I was like, maybe I'm gay. And I was like, mm, nah, I'm not. Whatever. <laughs> kind of repressed that for a long time. Continued to skateboard, play drums and stuff like that throughout high school. And I think it was, you know, and and going to like shows, like going to like like punk and hardcore shows and stuff like that. There was always you'd always meet like one person's like gay friend that was into the same, that kind of music. And, you know, I wasn't out at all, but you know, I, I mean, I, I guess like you would say, like I became like accepting of it, which is like, so, so should be to say, but I mean, they'd be like, yeah. you know, I kind of would meet gay people at shows and stuff like that, you know, through like friends of friends. And I think I spent most of like grade 12, you guys call it 12th grade or whatever. spent most of that time kind of repressing it. I was kind of like, Oh, like fuck, I'm getting older. Like, so weirded out, whatever, whatever. And I had dated a few girls. We've never done anything with them, but like, kind of like, you know, like the odd makeout and like the laundry room at their parents' house or something. But, you know, I kind of just, you know, whatever. And so I, going from shows and stuff like that, I didn't, I kind of stopped going to high school for a bit because I got like super nervous about it. I was kind of like, well, I feel uncomfortable because like no one's questioning it. Well, I don't think or anyone's thought about it, you know, but it's just like, okay, well, I'd, don't feel comfortable going to school. So I kind of like, I didn't drop out, but I didn't just, I didn't really show up that often that much, you know? So yeah. I would just spend my time, like at shows and stuff like that. And there was one girl named Steph and we were hanging out a bunch. And I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm gay. I think. <laughs> and she's like, didn't believe me. She's like, Oh, I, I, I think you're like, cause you're always joking about something like, you know, I think you're, I think you're fucking lying to me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like broke down. I was like, Oh, I'm not. And you know, like long story short, I kind of told, uh, a bunch of a close group of like friends who were in a band in this hardcore band called uh, Caper and Cassidy, and they're like a metalcore band from my area. And they were all older than me. I was uh, I was eighteen, and they were all like twenty one. And uh, I told them all, and none of them gave a shit. They're like, "That's cool, whatever." And I was still in high school, so like obviously word had gotten out, and people had you know <laughs> talked, but nobody nobody said anything to me. Like I would hear that people were talking about me in that sense, but like no one directly said anything to me. So like. And it sounds like I, I, like I said, I got very lucky. Like I wasn't, I wasn't bullied or anything yet, but I was also kind of a, I think that kind of made me very jaded and kind of a dick. Like holding it in high school, I was just like kind of a dick to everybody, which yeah. is like very shitty, you know, upon reflection. But, you know, I kind of just held it in. And then I, uh, since like, like I was saying, I didn't go to school for a long time. So like I kind of, you know, kind of dropped out. I had to go back for an extra semester for a couple credits. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back. And over the summer, I had met my friend Jesse and David Pike. And they would bring me to shows, and like, we would go skateboarding together, and they were gay, and I was like, okay, well, like, you know, I'm totally gay now. <laughs> and uh, and I kind of, when I went back to school, like, it was kind of like, you know, it was it wasn't news, you know, everyone knew I was gay. But I kind of just, like, ignored everybody. Like, I didn't really hang out with anyone the year, like, the grade younger than me, so I kind of just ignored everybody, did my thing. I was also, like, 18 and dating, like, a 31-year-old man. <laughs> and oh, wow. didn't, didn't tell anybody, but, like, kind of did that for a while. And I think it was, I don't know, like... Thinking about it, like I got lucky, like I did, you know, I didn't get bullied like that. But I also did, you know, I did spend a long time like just being very angry for no reason, just being pissed off because I was like, well, the world is gonna hate me for being this, so I'm gonna have a huge guard up all the fucking time, and that sucks, honestly. So, I mean, yeah, that's my coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so the what was the thing that sort of made you feel comfortable? 
and like really accept accept yourself so where, where you weren't being that kind of like jaded and have that kind of adversarial relationship with uh with your queerness well, well you know going down like i said i got really lucky living 30 minutes away going to toronto it's a whole different world like that's where like gay people went that's where queer people went you know and so oh i you know when i was like 18 i would like sneak into bars and like meet a bunch of people and you know and then just like would hear their experiences and stuff like that and it was just kind of like a getaway and it was kind of like wow like holy shit like you know it, it does get a lot easier to come to terms with because i also was like at the age of 18 that was gay but like i said i was i was like like jaded and bitter about everything yeah. and it kind of went away as i was kind of like you know i learned to like actually care about myself and be like this is what's going on around me and there was this entire new world that you know some may not like really like to be involved with or or they do, or they're not comfortable with, or whatever. But it was just like it was nice, you know, like going to meet like-minded people who like the same music as me, and and like you know, meeting guys that like the same stuff as me. Like that was really cool. So like, that's kind of when I kind of embraced my queerness. I'd awesome. Say. So then, so like, so tell tell me about like who you are, who you are now, and like what you do, and what your life is like uh, at this point. Uh, now, um, I'm an openly gay musician. I, I sing in like a, like a emo punk, pop punk band, whatever you want to call it, called like Pacific. So I've, you know, I got lucky. Like we, we started this band. It was just fun. We played like basement shows and like kind of shows for like tour supports and stuff like that. And then we signed to Pure Noise Records two years ago and we started like touring the world endlessly. And I think it's like a, a great thing because, you know, um, 25. And, you know, I'm so on the other side of things and I'm openly gay. And I think it's a cool platform to like, you know, I've had kids come up to me. Like, I think the coolest thing about this is that kids will come up to me and be like, oh, you know, I'm openly queer f- for this reason because like you made me feel comfortable about it because like you just don't give a shit. Like you live your life and it looks like you love your life and you're having fun the entire time. And I think that's great. And it took me a long time to get to that point. Like, I feel like musicians like you help me. And I'm like, that is the, the coolest thing in the entire world. So that's what I do for a living. And it's, pretty sick <laughs> yeah no that that light is totally fantastic so okay so we're calling the reason we're calling this the queer 10 is because we sort of think queer is a good umbrella term for all the identities that kind of make up the lgbt community and so for the sake of people who don't know you uh which of those identities under queer do you use to define yourself or which do you claim i'd say i'm i'd say gay i'd say you know identifying as gay but I do, I mean, as queer as, yeah, an umbrella term, as like a broad, you know, kind of term. I don't know. I, I, I'd say gay, but like there's so many things with the word gay, you know? Like I said, like you said, like queer is a great umbrella term. Mm-hmm. For me, like I don't consider myself masculine or feminine or anything. It's kind of like I do what I do. Like I wear nail polish sometimes. I don't wear makeup. Like, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I don't, you know? Like I don't, I don't care. I wouldn't consider myself gender queer because I don't go to, you know, I, I just, you know, I don't think that's fair. I don't really identify with that, so I'm not going to, like, fake something that I'm not. But if it were to come down to something, I would just I would just identify as gay. But queer is, like you said, is like a great umbrella term because it's, it's, it makes total sense. And so, and then beyond queer, what, uh, what other kinds of identities uh, in your life do you, like, most connect to? Or the ones that, like, after gay or around gay, are you like, this is, this is me? I don't know. I have to. I have to think about that honestly, because, like, as you know, honestly, I've, I've just been identified as 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 gay. But I mean, I can't really elaborate on that. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, well, and I, I guess maybe the questions are confusing, but like, like outside of just queerness and sexuality in general, the other parts of your life, like what, I, what things matter to you? You okay, know, if they're gonna, you know, someone's going to describe you, you want them to describe you by these identities. I mean, if you were to describe me outside of being gay, mm-hmm. you know, I would, a musician, an artist, a skateboarder, you know, visualist, like, you know, I mean, those are the things I grew up on. Like, I grew up on, like, punk and hardcore, and that was, like, what I was into. So, like, you would say, I was like, I, some may say, like, oh, he's a punk or something, or some may say, oh, you know, he's alternative or something, but. Yeah. You know, I'd say first and foremost, yeah, just a, a musician or a skateboarder. Those are like two things I love deeply, and that I do, you know, like something you know, a part with daily. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely do that. Awesome. So, uh, like thinking about uh, the queer community as a whole. So, who is someone that you sort of see as being at the forefront of the community, who's doing something and doing some kind of work that really inspires you? Personally. Or as in, like, you know, kind of, like, known, like, a known person? I, anybody, either known or not. Right now, I do have this friend named Aaron Fass in Toronto. And he, uh, he kind of, uh, you know, I think he's just, like, a, a great role model. And I look up to him like crazy, and he's doing a lot for the community. You know, he, he, he's there whether anything community-wise is there for. So, like, there was, you know, the whole thing with the cops and, you know, the Toronto's Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. So Black Lives Matter has moved into the stand-in and did for like the silent protest and said, we, and they voted, we don't want cops as an oppressive institution in the Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. And a lot of white gay people have set up being like, no, cops, like that's, you know, inclusion or exclusion or whatever, like have, you know, they, they belong in our Pride Parade. And, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter was just asking, you know, like, so we're just saying like, no, like, they're an oppressive institution. Like they can march as queer police, but without the uniform, like it's an oppressive uniform, like policing, like we don't want that kind of thing. And so, you know, I feel like as the older I get, the more of an activist I become Mm -hmm. from my peers. And I feel like Aaron Sack is one of those guys that has opened my eyes to a lot of issues, you know, that, you know, mostly revolve around me, but if, even if they don't, I can come, you know, I, I can come to an understanding. I can totally get it and I want to know more. And I, I feel like I'm going to say Aaron Fast because I actually just thought about it all day kind of because I was looking at posted, there was a, the Muslim ban TO march or not the, yeah, the protest for today. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we are going to go, it's freezing outside today and I, and I feel really bad for not going, but Aaron was there and he was posting about it and it was almost like, it was just like the coolest thing to see in the entire world. I really, really do appreciate him and look up to him. It's pretty cool. Awesome. So uh, thinking about the, the large the community as a whole, where do you think we are the most beautiful? And like, where as a community do you think we're really getting it right? Where do I think we're getting it right? Or how? I think just further acceptance, honestly, like I think everything that's, you know, happening a lot, I feel like, you know, for every step forward, there is like a step or two backwards, but I feel like that just the love and kind of, you know, can't really explain it. It's I had this I actually had this talk with Aaron not too long ago that us as a community are coming so far with just like you know like how do I explain them? I can't even you know I'm trying to elaborate right now and I can't even think of words. But honestly, I need a second. Hold on. Hmm. Oh, it's a hard one right now. For now. I'm blanking. I'm sorry. 
We, uh, we maybe we can like swing back. So uh, the, my other question, the next, the, the follow up to that is like, where do you, what do you sort of see as a place where we most need work? Where's our blind spot? What thing, as a community, do you think that we need to focus on and fix? I think the the internalized homophobia and the, and the racism as a toll is a huge thing. I mean, for for a bunch of like you know, gay men who oppressed or trying to oppress other people like i think that's like i think that's wrong and i think that's the one thing that you know it needs to that needs to be fixed you know and and and, and i do surround myself with people that are you know aren't like that but it's you know it's about education you gotta you gotta educate people on like you know like it's like i don't know i think it's just the the self-hate and, and the racism that's like the biggest problem that we need to work on and i do think that a lot of people are opening their eyes and getting it but we still need to do more work I 100% agree. Okay, so... That's, that's uh, my biggest thing, yeah. Like, that's, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, yes, as a white gay male, like a cishet white gay male, you know, you the only thing you can really do at that point is not speak over people and kind of under, learn to understand things and just don't be mm-hmm. a dick about things. I'm like, honestly, just listen, you know? Yeah, we talk about it a lot about uh, making space. Like, that's something that, as, a, as like a white cis guy, I can do is make space for others. And other exactly. voices. So, um, and we try to do that. And are trying to do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and that's you know, and like I said, like I do surround myself with people, you know, like-minded people. But uh, there's there's a lot of, a lot more work to do. So, um, for anybody who's listening, give us a bit of some hard-won queer wisdom that's got you where you are. Queer wisdom. Yeah. Hmm. Honestly, and I know it kind of sounds cliche because I already kind of said it, but I'm going to say self-love because like I said, I went through a thing where I was kind of like hating myself for absolutely no reason. And I think it was because it was rooted in internalized homophobia where I was kind of like, well, the world's going to see me like this. And, and, and being gay is looked down upon in like certain, you know, within certain groups and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, like, why the fuck am I hating on myself so much? I feel like self-love is like the best thing you can do. I mean, I struggle with a lot of depression and anxiety and I've gone to therapy for years and I've been on medication and off medication, you know? So I think the greatest thing, I mean, a queer wisdom is just to honestly take care of yourself mentally. That it's, it does get a lot easier in that way, but it, and you know, you, you'll have friends that will stand by you and you'll, and you'll lose friends in that kind of sense. But I mean, hopefully not, but I feel like the self-love part is like the best advice I could give. You know, it's, it's yeah. brought me from being an angry 18 year old, boy to a 26 year old man who cares deeper about myself but also like what's going on around me that's awesome perfect so bonus question uh is there a question i should have asked you and what would be the answer be question you should have asked me yeah Mm, i'm gonna say it's i mean it's it's a pretty easy question i'm gonna say if like Racism exists in the gay community. I'm going to say 100% yes. And I was just going to elaborate on that by talking. Oh, well, I mean, I got already answered that earlier, but we were talking about, but that's lately what, what's been the biggest thing is like with the whole like Muslim, or sorry, the uh, Black Lives Matter thing in the Toronto Pride Parade. It's just like I've noticed how many white, white gay men are borderline racist mm-hmm. or, or just outright racist, you know, with, with, they say and they don't even see it and i think that's like the biggest thing but i mean that is a question i guess <laughs> yeah 
Well, like actually, we're going to be doing an episode this month. Uh, we're going to talk to some of the folks from Black Lives Matter Toronto and do a whole story about um, the, the the original Pride protest and the the update and what's been going on. We're going to do a whole story about it. That's that's so. the, probably the coolest thing, honestly, because it's very informative and also cool. Like, I mean, like that's what I'm interested in right now, and I feel like people need to hear that because people don't really know what Pride was about, and and you know, unless they're really cold, so. They kind of just, I don't know, think it's a party. Yeah. Well, awesome. That's the whole shebang. Thank you. Oh, hell yeah. Thank right, you. Right, that's easy, right? You've been listening to Bearded Fruit, politics and culture through an intersectional queer lens. Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode, head over to our website, beardedfruit.com, to get more info about this week's show and to check out some of our other web features, like our weekly Ask a Dad advice column or our Fruit Stands section, which gives you ways to bring the Bearded Fruit conversation into your community. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Bearded Fruit and on Twitter at Bearded Fruit Pod. And if you have some feedback on this week's episode, or questions to ask us, or just want to share an idea for an upcoming episode, give us a call at 860-785-0633. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or find us on SoundCloud. And as always, thanks for listening.